Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. What's going on, everybody? This is going to be fun. You know, I always say this is going to be fun, but I really, really mean it this time because we're going to talk about future, future, future stuff, how all of this AI you've been reading about, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing about chat, GPT, and BART, but it will affect you. Does it replace jobs? No, not yet. Do the design AI tools replace jobs? No, not yet. Do they change your marketing holistically? No, not yet. But I think we're on the way. We've got Jacqueline Green and Amber Ritchie. They run our SEO team here. And as you guys know, I started this company as an SEO company. So it's near and dear to my heart. Jacqueline, Amber, welcome to Ignite. Thanks. Hi. Happy to be here. Good. Yes. Thank you for fake it till you make it, Amber. Thank you for saying that. I'm also happy to be here this morning. I mean, afternoon. Depends on when you're listening, right? All right. So let's get into it. Chat GPT, we've been hearing about. It's Microsoft's open AI thing that they invested in. And, and I guess they're going to roll it out on being, I'm more concerned with what's going on with Google. What is their thing called and what can it currently do? So BARD is the AI that uh, Google is introducing kind of as a competitor to uh, ChatGPT and Bing, which is already rolled out. BARD is not live yet. Everything we know about it up to this point is from either beta testing or just speculation. But they did announce it about a month ago at this point, early February. And it, like I said, it'll basically be their, their answer to ChatGPT. It'll be their competing AI tool that eventually the goal, I think, is for them to roll it into search results. So it'll be okay. a chat box that you can use that will augment the search experience. That's, that's the direction they appear to be going in. Amber, what's that going to mean for organic search? It's definitely going to change the way that we think about organic search and how things will rank on Google. A lot of people might, you know, for those easy questions, they might go to the chat bot rather than typing it into Google and trying to figure out what exactly they're looking for. So we definitely need to start thinking about what type of content people should produce to make sure that the content that actually gets seen is going to be valuable for users. And getting even more specific, like if I type in, how do I know if I tore my ACL? Am I going to get listings of all the orthopedic surgeons in Atlanta or am I just going to get an answer? You're just going to get an answer. Sad state from what we can see about BARD as of right now, it's just going to give you an explanation of, you know, here's how to know if you tore it. Here's something that you can do, like go see a doctor, but it's not like going to give you orthopedics in your area to go. That's see. so interesting. And, and I don't know if like people fully trust it yet. So if I'm Google, I'm nervous to just give the answer and no listings, no WebMD, nothing below it. I'd probably do both because it'll take a few years for people to feel comfortable with AI and dictating everything we do with our, with our, the care that we're seeking. So I, I wonder if they do both for a while, but yeah, I agree. They're just going to give the answer. Jacqueline, what are we telling our, our clients now? Do they still need to be creating the upper funnel content blogs and long form, anything on service diagnosis, condition, symptoms pages, or it's like, that's going to go the way of the AI. Let's focus on location page. How do you think about it? I mean, I think you have to still think about it holistically. Like, I don't think we can really freak out yet. First thing is, is AI is very exciting right now, but at this point, it's still not the most trustworthy thing during, even during Google's announcement, 
their tool gave a wrong answer. So we don't know if this is going to be accurate. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, chat GPT is passing Harvard business school tests. Like it's graduating with diplomas and that's great, but it is ultimately it's drawing off of information that it's scraping from the internet. So it would be foolish to trust AI fully at this point. Now it's going to get better, but as far as what we're telling our clients of how to react to this, I think step one is don't get too far ahead of yourself. SEO is still in its current state, a very useful channel. There's nothing wrong with continuing to have an organic search strategy that spans the entire funnel, but we do need to think about what this is going to mean later this year, next year, and in the future. But we should be thinking about that anyway. So the answer is not is not changing all that much. So don't freak out. Don't, try not to freak out. Sometimes, you know, some people are chill, but I don't know. It depends on how much you how uh, how much you're reading the news. If you're freaking out or not. If you're excited by every new thing, you might be freaking out. I mean, this is a marketing AI thing and I'm not freaking out and I've got, you know, quite a bit invested in this, not taking our jobs. I, I think it's a tool, Amber. What do you think? It's a yeah. tool right now. It, it can't do everything yet. I mean, it's a tool. What does it become more than that? What do you see it as? Honestly, I think chat GPT right now is more of a tool. Like it's not an end all solution to anything that any marketer needs because at the end of the day, you still have to have the brains behind a strategy in order to even make chat GPT work. Like you're going to need to have like keywords if you want to use it to write something or if you want to do keyword research in there, you know, you got to like actually know what you're looking for because it's not going to be the brains behind it. Like LAI currently, it is not the strategy. It is the muscle. It's just the Mm -hmm. tactical stuff that has to be fed. Now, you know, Arnold was right. I think one day they become self-aware and they don't need us anymore. But that day, not yet today. What about like... Jacqueline, I'm thinking about some of our more nuanced clients like TMX for our behavioral groups, transcranial magnetic stimulation. I think that's what it stands for. You got it. Is the AI good at writing content for that or because it's scraping and there's not a lot out there, like it is still really bad at? For, I mean, first of all, it depends on what you consider good. So there is that. If okay. you, Some people are satisfied with what they're getting from ChatGPT and that's valid if that, if that works for you. But... Mm-hmm. What I'm finding is it's still very shallow. Um, I've been using a lot of different AI tools. The whole SEO team has been using a lot of different AI tools, seeing what they are able to produce for us, seeing what we're able to automate without having to do the in-depth writing or researching. And it's able to give you a definition of TMS. It's able to tell you this is what TMS treats, but it's answering that question based on what it can get from WebMD, Healthline, from every other source on the internet. So it's going to spit back out some variation of what is already available. And it's going to be a shallow version of that. So the more you've got information available for something that's very well-known, like just general depression or therapy, it's going to be able to give you a more robust answer. But if the answers that exist on the internet are not enough for it to really reproduce great comprehensive answers and information, it's going to be very shallow. So ultimately like we still need to rely on actual experts to help us create these strategies and because ai in general is just reproducing what's out there it doesn't know yeah. it does not have actual thoughts it's not sentient it, it's not a doctor it's just reproducing so probably is the best way amber to utilize this thing right now is to like get it to write outlines or like 50 percent of the article revised with a sentient being and then get a clinician to add a little spice in there for how the medical group actually rolls that service out or is, is it like a combination of 
robots and humans. Yes, it definitely still has to be a combination. When I think about autism and that area specifically, there's just still not a lot on the internet Mm -hmm. about it. So there's nothing more to scrape. So we really do have to rely on the clinical directors and the owners of these businesses to really tell us a lot about what they do. And also AI doesn't know your value propositions. So you're going to have to add that stuff in there. You're going to have to add the very specific things that your company and your business is going to help treat on top of, you know, that generic, oh, this is the treatment for this condition. Yeah, that's brilliant. The value prop thing is often overlooked. It's like, what makes you different than the ABA clinics, you know, 30 miles away that they could also choose from? It doesn't understand that. To be clear, we use... AI to write some of our content for our clients, correct? Yeah. Yes. And then we revise it, right? So well, we're you- we're doing more than revising it though. We're we're outlining it. We're determining what keywords are in it. We're determining what headings are in it. We're we're doing the strategy and we're using the tool to then create the the answers to some of the questions. It's more than just, you know, letting a tool spit out 500 words and then us going in and adding keywords. It's a lot more of a hands-on strategy. If anything, it's more hands-on now than it was when we were exclusively working with copywriters. It's way more yes. hands-on for our team. I 100% agree. We actually do put a lot of care and time and thought into these articles that we're using AI for. It was easier. Let's go back to sending them to copywriters and what's more cost effective for us? (laughs) Why? Because we don't get to just send it out and then revisions come back and we send it back to the copywriter. We have to go back into the tools. Copywriters aren't perfect either. That's that's the thing. It's like, you know, we we did this editing and and strategy and stuff with the copywriters too. Well, you'll do it whether you're working in-house with a team, whether you're outsourcing to you know, a a totally different country. There's always going to be strategy and revision that's needed from your SEO team. Otherwise, you're not going to have good content. So it's not all that different. It's just faster and cheaper. All right. Gotcha. And to that end, I think Google's trying to figure out a way to not throttle it. But you're about to see such an influx of content coming onto websites. And it's like, I bet uh, their engineers are quickly trying to figure out how to decipher what is... AI, I bet they're looking at the amount of content added to websites and not ranking them when they see a ton of new content being added. So everyone be careful out there. Be careful adding a ton of it. Be You know, Google's got to be watching this for duplication. Yeah. I mean, nobody, you know, Google does not want to serve just a bunch of chat GPT related content, I guess. So yeah, I'd be careful out there if you're using it a lot. Technical SEO. I saw, I see this on the prompt that our brand marketing director wanted us to talk about. I didn't even think about it. How do, what does it have to do with the technical side? Basically with the technical SEO, that is going to become so important and is really going to be a value add for working with an agency or a marketing partner to make sure that your site is even crawlable. Now that, you know, content is going to be a little bit more complex of an issue to pursue, making sure that the content that you do create for your website is crawlable, is being indexed correctly, making sure the foundation of your website is great, having a good user experience, um, making sure your site speed is great. All of that is going to be yeah. such an integral part of the new SEO strategy that a lot of people are going right. to have to keep in mind and implement if they weren't implementing it before. I think Amber's point on the indexation ties into your point about the duplication and the, the influx of new content so critically because... What we've seen a million times when we do have clients come to us who have a ton of content, whether it's good quality or not, 
nine times out of 10, we will see issues with it being indexed. They will come to us. We will do an audit and we will say, you have 10,000 pieces of great content on your site. Guess what? Google has only seen and shown 5% of that. And they say, well, I don't understand that. There's a big piece of, of technical SEO that goes into making sure content is crawlable and indexed. And if you don't go into your content strategy with that in mind, it really doesn't matter how good the AI is because it's not going to, it's not going to get seen. I think the more content that exists, the bigger problem that's going to be. Why is it not getting seen? Because if it's linked to from any part of the website, why is Google not crawling it? Google can choose. I mean, even if Google, so let's say there's two things. One, if it doesn't crawl it, there can be a million other resources that Google is attempting to crawl on your site. There's only so much time that Google has to really go through the internet. So they're not going to be able to hit every link. And you have to really look at your crawl stats and see what they're spending their time on. So that's that's the first part. But then even if it is crawled, even if you have a great site structure and internal linking structure, if the content is not adding value in Google's eyes, whatever that means, it's not going to index it. And we don't get a say in that explicitly. We have to work with the system we're given and make those indexation requests, look at the referring links and make sure that the anchor text makes sense, make sure the, the content has quality backlinks. Like it's so much more holistic. I use that word so much and it's annoying, but it's so much more holistic than just putting good content on your site and linking to it. There's a whole puzzle behind it. That's what I want to say. We need to change the ac- acronym. I think SEO is misconstrued now. Like, it, I, I think a lot of people just think it's like throwing content up and, and getting ranked. And like, I think we have to adapt as SEO marketers. But it's not just throwing content, making sure the thing is crawlable. It's evaluating: can the patient get access to care quickly? Is their online booking? Is the site structured correctly? Are we using the right colors? Or do we have the right content in the right places? Our providers highlighted. What's the value prop? It's marketing. It's marketing. And, and and clients are looking at like, what do I do with my SEO? Stop looking at it that way. It's SEO, UX, CRO, patient experience. Like, look at your thing for the whole thing. Find an agency. Find a marketing partner that's not just SEO. They look at the whole thing. That's what they're going to be consulting with you on every month. It used to be enough when we started this, this, this agency to just spin up tons of content, make sure the website was fast enough. And like you got ranked now. Totally different and more competitive ball game. Cool. All right. So future, 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 future. How long have we got? Do we still need to be creating blog articles? Do we, do we need to be looking at like, we only have a year or two of viability or just wait and see how it goes. Like I know every healthcare market out there is thinking like, what do I need to do right now? Or is it nothing? I think that right now there's not, a lot that you need to specifically do, but it's time to evaluate what you're doing. Like keep doing what you're doing, but start taking those steps to say, Hey, you know, if Google Bard is going to come around the corner within the next six months or so, what's going to be my strategy then? Do I need to start, you know, transitioning into more of that bottom funnel content? Do I need to actually start looking into my website, making sure it's the content's getting crawled and indexed? Just start looking at what you're going to do in the next six months and have a plan for when it rolls out. So that way you're not, you know, chasing the Google Bard and its algorithm. You're instead yeah. ahead of the game. And ahead of the game, you said bottom of the funnel. Location pages. I'd start yes. building your location pages. It's going to matter more. You're going to have a lot of the upper funnel traffic drop off, I guess, when Google just starts answering the question instead of, yeah. did I tear my ACL 10, 10 listings? No, here's your answer. Yes, you did. You should not go get surgery. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So it could be coming and, and, and clients getting ready. 
uh, because I know they're probably all sitting there freaking out. There's a lot of AI out there for everything from voice synthesis. They, you know what I mean? Uh, creating ads, creating content, creating websites. AI can do a lot of things to us. Marketers, we can no longer rely on tactics and the lever pulling and the hands work. We must become more strategic. It is going to leave some people in the dust. But if you're getting ahead, take courses, learn from the best, and become more strategic because there's going to be tools out there that do a lot of the hands work going forward. Jacqueline, final thoughts on Bard. I'm going to give an anecdote, which I said in the in our SEO team meeting when we talked about this, which is the day that Bard got announced, I went to get fast food on my way home and it was a an AI box that took my order and it was able to have a conversation with me about the order I made. And then it, it, then a person gave me my order, even though I'd not interacted with a person at that point. And I feel like that's actually a good sort of premise for where AI is going in general, it doesn't really matter about the, you know, how the user is getting the information. If they're seeing, you know, a featured snippet that's giving them their result in search, or if they're seeing an AI chat box that's giving them their result, ultimately, like you need to be thinking about the food that you're giving to your patients, or, you know, in this case, obviously the healthcare you're giving to your patients, you need to be thinking about the actual value prop um, and the actual value and, and helpfulness that you are presenting to your audience. That's what's going to be most important. It's not about who's taking the order. It's not about the initial like information that's being delivered. It's about what the user can do with that. And, and that's up to you. Like that's up to the meat of your website. Uh, no pun intended. Where did you eat? Arby's. Ew, gross. Yeah. I haven't had Arby's in like 10 years. Did you get the roast beef sandwich? No, I just get cheese sticks. I, I just get the cheese sticks. No. Jacqueline's guilty pleasure, that in Temptation yeah. Island. I'm not, I'm not guilty. I'm, I just, I just explain, I, I volunteered this information. <laughs> I think that's the Arby's is using, so you go through there. I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna yeah, it out. no, seriously. It's on, go on the way home. It's, it's right next to the office and I'll say, it's how many cheese sticks do you want? And you'll say, I want the most cheese sticks you can give me. And then. And then they're like, are you sure you're going to feel terrible tomorrow? That's interesting. Because does it, does it, is it human listening for when you're like, I said no ketchup? And it goes, okay, we'll add more ketchup. No, it was like very specific. Like I didn't even order, like I ordered the way I normally would saying like, I want, you know, a large cheese sticks. And they were like, you want a six piece cheese stick and with marinara sauce. And like, they understood like everything that went into like yeah. the order I gave them. They could really understand yeah. the semantics and stuff. It was it was interesting. It was the same day that we talked about Bard. That's crazy. Yeah. Future of healthcare marketing. It's just going to say, would you like your ACL repaired? Yes, I would. Okay. Come on. Seriously, but like it's a human that's going to be fixing. I mean, maybe they're going to use a robot. Like it's a human that's going to be fixing your ACL. Like, don't you want to trust a human to actually help you with that? You know what I mean? Diagnosis. Yes, I would. I went and met with one of the providers. I won't name him because I didn't choose him, but I came in and I said, hey, I tore my ACL. And what do you suggest? And he goes, well, do you want a cadaver? Do you want to take it out of your patella or your quads? And I said, did you just ask me what kind of surgery I want to repair a body part? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> do you want cheese sticks or rub? I don't know. You tell me what I'm hungry for. Amber, Jacqueline, this was fun and slightly distracting. So um, letter of the day is don't freak out. It is coming. It will improve. This is the future. You got to get more strategic. Prepare your SEO plans accordingly. Find a friend. Call Jacqueline. Hit Amber up on LinkedIn. 
if you want them to take a look at what you're doing. But don't freak out yet, but prepare to get a little more sophisticated, strategic, and maybe not invest as much in upper funnel content because that's the way things look like they're going. All right, Jacqueline, Amber, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.